Bible Talk Walk, and I'm just going to give you an update on reality for myself, and uh, oh, just studying the scriptures, um, more, it's actually scriptures and uh, context, and man, there is a lot of context, if you just open your eyes, <laughs> so you know, a lot of people, just the basic layman, they're not really making it easily accessible to reveal their knowledge. I, I, th- I don't think they really know. Um, like, how many people actually know about the churches and the issues in the church? Not a lot of people. I mean, maybe people would use that against them, but... Man, it's hard to find somebody that really knows, like, what are the current issues in the church. Like, not joking around, not saying, oh, this aspect, that... No. Like, what are the actual issues? And really what it comes down to, it's probably the leadership not communicating what the issues are, uh, which I've noticed that in other churches, um, Protestant churches. Uh, no offense. Especially in 
start learning something. There's got to be a truth behind it. One of them is, you know, the East and West split. And there's the truth of autonomous churches, but there's also the truth of, you know, doctrinal foundation that's there and that needs to be respected that maybe isn't being respected. And also, um, yeah, like people understanding that needs to be communicated. Um, honesty that needs to be just liberated. This is a good perspective right here. So I'm saying, if the Pope says he's infallible, okay, but if at any time he recognized that, man, am I not coming off infallible? Um, he could he could at least communicate yes based off my faith tradition. I am infallible, but based off of um, my own perception and where I'm at right now it, at times I'm not saying it's overall and honestly I, I don't fully know anything that the Pope has said that would be, infa- uh, would be uh, not infallible uh, because honestly I think even with the gay stuff that he said uh, getting off a plane not in a position of ex-cathedral I guess is what they say uh, or not like in a office where he's up in front of everybody. That's like his quote-unquote extra-cathedral moment. But anyway, he, he was saying that stuff, and uh, I think maybe he was referring more to, like, the state versus the church, and I'm wondering if he does have a separation of church and state kind of mindset, even though he shouldn't as Pope, but I wonder if he does. If he's got that kind of like, yeah, we should get the people covered because, you know, they're under the state. <laughs> and he's trying to function as a secular state. Uh, seems like that. I don't know. I guess in order to evangelize more, which... I don't know. I also wonder if he's got Jesuit-type, like, missionary strategy where he's just trying to evangelize to a broader audience Um, these things I did not know but I don't know how he thinks and functions I know he loves going to chapel that's kind of but yeah trying to figure out like the Byzantine uh, how they actually view the papacy and it sounds like they just say he's not infallible. That's that's about that. It's probably more of little intricate details, but I, I think they're more based off the people I've talked to. And I don't want to name specific positions and stuff, but pretty high up positions at times. Um, they make it kind of appear that, and they don't want to say it outright because. It's not authoritative in a sense because they're not 
and not making a collective, you know, decision on things, but, uh, like, the Greek Orthodox, and some of these other ones that are Catholic, like, Orthodox, Christian, they're East, right, but then at the same time, they're not, because they're Catholic, that are, in my terms, I would just say, like, oh, yeah, they're in good standing with their own church. But uh, I think how they see it, I don't want to say us from that, because you know, trying to be a body of Christ, trying to have unity, coming from the Church of Christ, Christian churches here, we're all about unity. So, and I don't believe in absolutes. I think you should deal with sin and stuff in your church, and if that means you gotta set boundaries, but yeah, I think we are trying to really invest in the churches that God's put in our lives the bodies the, the people so um, anyway I digress uh, so I don't even know if I finished my point there but basically uh, just uh, trying to trying to unify the churches here and uh, looking at the differences. Uh, another thing I've been learning, um, the Greeks, uh, they are legit. Uh, they go back to the early church in every possible way, pretty much. Um, a lot of the early patri- uh, patristics were, patristic fathers were Greek, um, or they spoke Greek. Uh, they wrote in Greek. They we have all the text still today in Greek. Um, the culture was Greek. Uh, they because of military um, Maccabean related uh, endeavors of the Greeks, and you know we know that that's oftentimes permitted by God. So not saying the Greek culture and philosophy is perfect uh, by any means, but it is how you understand the context of the scriptures when you're reading them. So, essentially, uh, it is the foundational church for for the sake of understanding the scriptures. You really need to be ingrained in the Greek church and understanding all the, even the Greek philosophies and stuff, apparently those are really connected to how people thought in order to understand, you know, what they were meaning at the time. So, um, there's that, and, um, I'm not, see, I really appreciate Messianic Jewish teachings and stuff, uh, different traditions they look into, uh, different rabbis they follow to help understand things too. Um, all of that is really important. And honestly, I, I wish more like Greek or more uh, other Christian groups would dig into the rabbinic teachings. Um, 
know, the Greek and Hebrew, they're both very central. And that's why a lot of seminaries, like uh, Grand Rapids Theological Seminary, they get into the Hebrew, they get into the Greek, and that's really where they stick. But they also do, my friend, he took uh, Aramaic. I think it was through GRTS. He's in a THM program. He might have done that before that, though. So they have a lot of good programs. Very difficult, I won't lie, especially for just a average Joe. <laughs> but, um, if your name's Joe, I'm sorry. Uh, see, anything else big time? Oh, I mean, I'm just researching all the differences. Like, so, the, the communion, it's all the same, essentially. Um, Byzantine and Roman Catholic, uh, Obviously, Protestant is only two ordinances, same with Anglican and Episcopal. Um, yeah, so that's kind of out, outside of the uh, realm of even what I'm talking about. Because they, uh, I don't know if it's consubstantiation for the, um, for the, uh, what's it called? Uh, Anglicans. I think it is. And and honestly, it's not even truly transubstantiation for the Greek Orthodox. It's uh, basically transubstantiation, but with mystery. So, yeah. Um, and then there's probably a word for it. But actually, the thing is they don't like using words when they communicate it, a lot of them. So that's something, too. Uh, they don't like just defining everything systematically. They like to have a disposition of mystery, um, which is fine, um, uh, but, yeah, um, so, it's, they do have people that, that have made official, unofficial stances, I think, uh, or they at least explain it within a mystical, uh, context, I guess. I don't know. And so, that's all I'm looking into. Uh, but, yeah, it's still... The, and they let you take the host sometimes. probably depends on the church. Uh, the the uh, specific body. Uh, individual church. But, uh, I think uh, most Byzantine, <clears throat> even if you're <clears throat> Joshmo, you can walk up, take uh, the host... And it probably is on the discretion of the priest. Uh, you might be like, "Who are you?" You know, but uh, yeah, they're very they're very communal. They will they will actually just say, "Hey, who are you? <laughs> like, what are you doing here?" Like, it's like they want to know the congregation. They they don't they don't you know they have, in a way that's good for security because you have like you know people that know each other. But in another sense, it's kind of, like, questionable. Uh, you know, y you want to be able to be a little discreet in church sometimes, you know? You know? But not really, I mean. But if you're tired, whatever, you don't want to... I could see somebody, you know, you just get out of, like, a t double shift or something. You're just like, eh, I'm going to church, but uh just not going to talk to anybody. And then they say, oh, yeah, who are you? Can you raise your hand? And you're like, uh, no. <laughs> you know, I don't think they would force you in the church. Who are you? No. No, they wouldn't do that. Anyway, that was my experience.
it was great getting to know people. Um, what else? Uh, the Greeks are really wise with their, uh, you know, I wonder if there's like a Dave Ramsey version of Greek Ramsey. <laughs> is Ramsey a Greek name? I don't know. <laughs> Probably is. Um, but yeah, the, the main thing there is, uh, there's just a lot of wisdom behind it all. And, you know, and I wonder why they, they must be smart with that stuff, but maybe not as much with political science because, they let in a ton of Muslims into their country, and it caused, I think it caused, like, a ton of issues, and, or maybe the fact that they're saying it's a ton of issues is showing that they're really dealing with it, and, you know, it's just like a big company, you gotta squeak pretty loud to make anything happen, and think about it, their their country's only, it's probably not even as big as Michigan, it's probably not even big as, like, the... Detroit, Lansing, and Grand Rapids put together, like, it's probably not even that big, and so, I don't even know how big it is, as far as population, it, it, it's probably the same population as Detroit, Lansing, Grand Rapids, I don't really know, but I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking, um, but, you know, they, they there's Greeks all around the world. They're not just in Greece. But there's probably a ton of cool stuff in Greece. One thing, as a Protestant, a, a cool draw as a Protestant for Greek teaching and uh, uh, heritage is the Bereans, uh, a more noble character, checking up on the scriptures daily to make sure they're being taught um, is true. And so... There's a lot of good things like that in the Greek teachings, and I think that was northern Greece and Berea. I don't know. It's, it's in Turkey, but or it, it might be modern day Turkey, better. but that's the thing too. I, if territorial bound, boundaries in the past, if if they were, I don't know what. I need to study World War Two one and two to see how they justified the different boundaries and you know the details. We all need to know the details behind it, and that's how people justify stuff. They they try to say, "Oh yeah, we can just mess with the status quo," and it's like I don't know because you know you got America that has influenced the world. There's something behind America too. You got to know the context there. And honestly, it's a lot of context, but, you know, it's, uh, it's something. And honestly, I would like to know the Greek Orthodox influence in America. That's probably cool. I mean, probably a lot, actually. There's probably a lot. And because the idea with the Greek Orthodox is that they've basically colonized all of the expansion of the gospel through their culture, through... Um, you know, Greek, and even into Rome, uh, it's all Greek, and it should all be Greek to you. And if you want more context, that's fine. You know, I think people could visit other churches, but why, why give up on like growing your church, planting another church? Uh, I wish there was a Greek Orthodox church in my town, so I wouldn't have to drive so far. I don't, I don't, I don't drive that far, but. You know, so 
It's interesting. Um, what else am I learning? Uh, let's see. And this is all related to, you know, the context of the Bible, so you can talk about it more in detail and walk it out. Um, I will say, if when you focus on the traditions more, uh, overall, there's... Overall, there's more of a desire to get in Scripture, but there also is because of just being a human and time's sake, you, like, run out of energy, and so, or run out of, like, time, literally, like, I was, like, it was late last night, and I was, like, oh, I really want to just, I want to, want to look more into the rosary, because, I mean, I heard some Eastern rites, or some, I don't know if it's Greek Orthodox, what, uh, just Eastern rites, I think, they, they said that they've, uh, invented the rosary, but it was with the, back when it was just pebbles, it wasn't actually, like, uh, a whole rope thing, not a rope, but they do the rope thing, but with the beads, anyway, um, beads on a, a string type thing, oh, I was, uh, I was like, man, see, I'm even tired now still, but, I was like, man, I really want to look into that, like, the scriptures, I want to look into the scriptures that are behind each mystery, or behind each thing, there's there's a slew of scriptures, um, behind each of those, uh, kind of, uh, meditations, um, prayers, as you go through the rosary, it's like a series of prayers and stuff, um, I, that was my thing, I was like, I just want to, like, start exegeting, uh, by just reading over and over for the first step. There's, like, so many steps to exegesis, too, but, like, getting into really, you know, studying. Not just, you know, maybe try a little Lectio Divina in the Scripture where you're really meditating on uh, and thinking, having uh, more... There's so there's so many details. I don't even know. I, I got a bunch of... You got to, like, go through it with paper. There's, like, outlines on these things, on prayers. Like, I have a bunch of them. <clears throat> and a lot of this is Western, right, stuff that I'm looking into going through RCIA. So I'm, I'm still going through RCIA, but I'm, like, I'm pretty set on Greek Orthodox. Because, honestly, it's more practical in a lot of ways. And theologically, uh, they have better defense. I haven't seen any Western right defense against Pelagianism. I haven't really looked that hard, I won't lie. But I found it for the Greek Orthodox, and it's the, uh, I won't even say the place, because I think they're having some issues, because on their website it was, like, blocked, but they have really good articles um, for the Greeks, Greek Orthodox teaching. Um I don't know what kind of issues. I imagine they have all sorts of issues. Because that's a... I don't know. There's probably a lot of details behind that stuff that are unknown. And I probably... I might never know. But uh, as far as how they're learning, how they're sharing their information to help others learn. And how that's uh, collectively across the board uh, encouraged or, you know whatnot so oh i think that's about it uh i wish i had more let's see 
I guess I got a book right here, just, you know, stuff I'm reading. Understanding the Greek Orthodox Church by Demetrius J. Constantelis. Telos. Um, Hellenic College Press. I really want to look into that. They probably have a lot of good stuff. Because uh, I think it's the... Well, I'm looking into the Holy... I think it's the Holy Trinity Greek Orthodox Seminary. Turns out to be the only Greek Orthodox Seminary in the entire United States. Which is pretty cool. I uh, really hope that they have online classes in the future. Um, I think they're pretty much in class because they're so minute. And there's also, I got here, this is probably, I, I feel like it's a rare book. I think there's only like one online. I got it for pretty cheap though. It's the Greek Orthodox Catechism by C.N. Kalinikas. And it actually has a lot of good details of the systematic theology stuff I'm looking into. <clears throat> for example, a manual of instruction on faith, morals, and worship. Okay, so, and it is Greek Orthodox. So, it, it has a ton of stuff on a lot of different areas. The church, I mean, last semester I could, if I was Greek Orthodox, I would have used this on the Holy Ghost. There's a whole section on that, and I did a, <laughs> I did a pretty bad paper on that. Because I was coming from a Church of Christ perspective, and I don't know. I just, it was not a great paper. Uh, so the church, the government of the church, that's uh, uh, sacerdotalism? No. The government of the church is ecclesiology, I think. Um... Sacraments. I mean, all this stuff we talk about this semester: baptism, chrismation, the Eucharist, penance. Eucharist of penance. <laughs> I I need to look into that a little bit. I think I read that, but basically, they don't do penance the way Roman Catholics do. They, they I think they do it in a little different fashion. Um, I think it gets away from the. Pelagian uh, aspect of penance where you do works for forgiveness. I think they clarify that you are forgiven. And the priest, the Western priest will say that, but in practice and in probably in doctrine too, um, and until you complete your penance, you, you're not, you go to limbo or if you die, um, something like that. So, and honestly, the Western or the Eastern, or the Greek Orthodox, they might say something that might be, it might turn out to be the same thing, but they can, they keep it up as a mystery more so, probably. Uh, I think a lot of times, like my Professor Reed said, Dr. Reed, uh, he appealed to mystery when it wasn't fully clear. I mean, so... Um, another thing they talked about was our end, and there was a couple Greek websites I found, ones, it's like a church, and, uh, they, they had a lot of good stuff on the actual terminology, like eschatology, and, and they had full articles, um, there's probably, there's probably other, um, articles as well, 
not just the church one I found. Um, they're usually like embedded within. Um, honestly, probably if I can get in a seminary, I'll be able to know um, where all this information is on the Greek Orthodox teachings, which would be great to help with learning and sharing the good news. Because <clears throat> honestly, they're really struggling. They're struggling to share the truth. And I, I think they have a lot of conversions and stuff, but they're probably losing their own congregation, like their own heritage congregation, uh, the Greek people, because statistically, because, yeah, intermarriages, but also it's like, is the information getting out for your distinguished heritage? Like, I mean, look at, because there's so much uh, emphasis on African Americans or whatnot, um, they, you know, the, the heritage of, uh, English or, um, European Americans, I mean, um, honestly, it's kind of being pushed to the side right now, at least, and that's fine for the sake of, uh, freedom and equality and, you know, in that sense, but, you know, not any, if there's any falsehood in there with the political agendas, socialist agendas, etc., that's not good, you know, and, 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 you know, the heritage is being underlooked or, uh, not, um, the heritage of the people, of the, uh, European people. It's not being seen as significant right now. It still is in practice, and it still is, thankfully, through the faithful of the African Americans that are kind of carrying the torch of, uh, maybe if they're coming from Ethiopian Orthodox, um, they started with the torch, and they're still going, and they're bringing others, um, multi- (laughs) multiracial probably along the way um more so in some areas than in others because there is a that is a thing um uh they apparently uh a lot of people across the board will try to create a simplicity of churches where you kind of keep them centralized which is fine but what if there's false doctrine and you're not just going to change a church. Uh, it's very hard to do that. And so I think you should do it. But honestly, look at uh, basically you think about it. your social status is like a slave in a way. If you're trying to start a church that is within your house or within your area and it is it is priority but at the same time think about it you got your that your social status is like a slave so you need help i don't think you can do it on your own you can try and it is your priority but because your family is your priority and your local church is your priority but it's like how and the church you've invested in over longest period of time, that's your priority. But at the same time, what if you're wrong? What if these churches just doing uh, two 
of the sacraments, but they, they can't call them sacraments, so they call them oh, symbols, or they call them, uh, you know, symbolism, or they call them uh, ordinances, like they're ordained by God. Yes, that's true, but you just don't like the terminology? Like, you're just going to deny history and deny the teachings of, like, people before us, like, just for the sake of your terminology difference like because you want to be like set apart as americans that don't respect like europeans basically that's what it is i mean you're just like that's like the prideful part of america and maybe it's good to get away from some you know aggression uh between different parties in europe you know think about it they warred against